And we brought gonna keep on having you until I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know where you were pulling those names. Bill Pullman? <laughs> Bill Pullman. Who is Bill Pullman? Robot. 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 Bill Robot is my favorite. Is he a person? Yeah. Bill Pullman? Yeah. Bill Pullman, was, Bill Pullman was the president in uh, Independence Day. Oh, um, wow. You know there Bill you Pullman. He sure. is, oh. of, uh, I mean... I, Bill, if he listens to the podcast, mm. shout out Bill Pullman. I mean, <laughs> lovingly, he's love like a C level actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, that's, a, that's what we call a turn in the business. I mean, oh, yeah, you listen to the podcast, you know Bill Pullman. That was the first thought you had. Bill Pullman, if you're listening, you know, I hate to break it to you, but your career. Maybe a C. Maybe nice. you got up to a C. Yo. Hey, that's not a bad place to that's be. Not. C plus. You know what reminds a C plus me of, um, there was there was a quote that from Bojack Horseman uh-huh. where they quoted this dude from the Brady Bunch, the dad from the Brady Bunch, and mm-hmm. he said he hated being the dad on the Brady Bunch because he was like, This isn't real acting, I'm a real actor. But most people don't get the Brady Bunch version of their dreams, mm. you know? So Bill Pullman is living the Brady Bunch version of his Acting career, and it turned out he wasn't like a real actor star. Oh, don't so you wow. think, like lucked out? Not wow. to shit on the dad from the Brady Bunch too, but don't you John kind of feel like, like multiple that shots that wasn't Bill Pullman? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's be real about Bill <laughs> Pullman. <laughs> he wasn't that much of an actor. We're changing he the podcast be, entirely. Yeah, he should, he should have. Bad he bad. should be glad I called him a C level actor. <laughs> let's be honest. Hey, <laughs> I got a, I got an IMDb bill. Pullman now. Who is Bill Pullman? No. Maybe over the course of this uh, podcast we can look it up. Yeah. We'll give you a random Bill Pullman fact yeah. every yes. 10 minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> or we could just leave him behind, you know? We, yeah, we could leave him behind and move forward. Listen, yeah. y'all. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Poetry Gods. Uh, we are coming at you live from the Hummus Emporium, yep. as always. You yep. know what I mean? Brooklyn, New York City. <laughs> if you should ever so happen to be blessed. First of all, let me just say that John continues to perfect his craft with this hummus. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, we got multiple hot sauces in this hummus. Honestly, wow. I'm a conduit. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I can't even take credit at this point. I'm a channel. I literally don't Listen, know what happened. This I is like amazing. Blacked out for 15 minutes and walked out of the kitchen with this. Wow. <laughs> and like a feather in my hat. It yeah, was it was crazy. Well, you're I, a prophet. You know what I mean. I mean, yes. I wasn't to gonna you. say that. Yeah. I feel like but you can't call yourself a prophet, no, but can't. I accept. I'll, I'll yeah. say John Sands is a hummus prophet. <laughs> a true prophet. A true prophet. 
And there's many fakers out here. And this shit is real. A lot of of fakers. How many people have tried to find the Hummus Emporium? Hey, listen, if you're listening and you have tried to find the Hummus Emporium, please tweet at us. We are at the Poetry Gods. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know if you found it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're all searching for our our little heavens. Although, if you did that... Maybe we don't need to chat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. This is a bit much. <laughs> true, true. Wait, we got a guest today. Too. Right, we, we we tell them who our guest is. Listen, our, our guest is uh, the very incredible, very fly, uh, part of my Poets House 2016 <gasps> cohort, the one and only Lydia. Noel Quinones. Hey. Hey. Very lit. Yes. Beautiful. No, you got any AKAs? AKAs. Ooh. Mm. AKA Young Bodega Papi. Oh, <laughs> AKA Canto <Okay>. BX. <laughs> XXXX. AKA. It's a lot of X's. It's a lot of X's. It's true. Listen, I, I appreciate it. Uh, also, good to have another Bronxite back in the building. Oh, so that's you claiming it? You claiming it for I, Listen, real? I got a lot of love yeah, for the Bronx. I, I got a lot of love for the Bronx. Okay. It's true. That's that's real. Yeah, that's yeah, a real yeah. yeah. Thing. Um, you, are, you were here. I was Aww. here. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> love the Bronx, indeed. Any, we're going to jump into our very first segment. Uh, y'all might know how it goes. You can shout it out at home or in your gymnasium, wherever or you happen to be. Definitely gymnasium. Yeah, if you're in the gym, listen, just mm-hmm. holler out at your personal trainer and be like, What? What? You're mine. This is the best thing. Oh, my this God. This reminds yeah. me of being on the phone for this and having it be like, What was? Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Fantastic. Indeed. Aziza Barnes. Hi. What's on your mind? Okay, well, I got a bunch of shit on my mind, but I think most pressing. Um, so this week, I was just coming from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, working with the young Nabil Lovelace, Ooh, which is great. Shout out, Nabi. Conversation things. And before that, we were in New Orleans. So I have like a whole... And before that, we were in Arkansas. So I got the South on my mind. But more than anything that happened this past like week and a half between Arkansas and New Orleans and then Alabama... This has been on my mind. I watched the Dave Chappelle Netflix thing. Ooh. It's this thing. I, I watched, watched it. it yet. I Noel watched it. it. You watched this? I watched this. All right, word. Okay, so I'm not going to give nothing yet. away for you. I'm, I'm not. Um, I can have an opinion without giving shit away. Yes, go right? ahead. So I, right, like, you know, grew up loving this dude. And, you know, like, that's a, that's a story for most folk where it's just like, we love, like, this dude, and he's so funny, and he's, ah, and he makes these noises, and whatever. And the first five minutes in, I was like, this is great. This is excellent. I love this. You're old and a little annoyed at everything. Yes, Ron. But then it gets to, like, minute 10. And, and it's almost like you could teach this. Like, and this is where, like, if you want to teach a turn, like, mm-hmm. this is a fucking turn. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it was just like, wow, this is off. Like, what the fuck? And I, it makes me think about, like, artists who, and it's kind of morbid, I guess, but, like, artists who, like, die kind of young, and mm-hmm. especially, like, rappers or musicians, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, Pac dying young, Biggie dying young, and it makes me wonder, like, well, if you lived, like, you know, what, what kind of dude would you be? Like, would you would you ever fall off? Could I? Could there be a Tupac falling off? You know, and mm. like, it 
like even though it was trash, it was like a great lesson in like this human situation we're doing. Cause I never thought, you know what I mean. I thought Dave was like. 10 years cooking something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I was hyped for him. I was like, oh, my God, always cheering Dave Chappelle. And, you know, Dave, like, if you're listening, she should be listening, like, to get, you know, some notes. <laughs> take some notes. But, um, you know, it's just, like, it was just this wild thing. And what's even more wild is from there, he could probably make another turn and not suck. Like, I do feel like he's got that gift. I feel like he's got the tools. It just seemed like... Man, for a cool ass minute, what, what were you doing? Like, were you not using them? Like, what happened? And it and it did feel like he kind of got frozen in time. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder about that too. About like, like, when do you decide? Like, is it a decision? Like, nope, I'm I'm good on growth. I'm, good on, like challenging myself. I'm gonna just stay in this little like pocket um, and become a time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's been on my mind. Just like that off button uh jose yes what's on your mind so right now what i'm thinking about is for those of you that don't know i moved back to chicago about a month and a half ago um and a lot of really excellent things have been happening in chicago um but one of the primary reasons that i moved back was that i thought i was gonna get a chance to write more i thought that being able to like cut back on the amount of freelancing that i was doing and sort of hustling that I had to do in New York to get by that I have more time to concentrate and I like have not been writing and because I have not been writing it's like compounded all of the other ways that I feel inadequate at this moment Mm. you know what I mean so I got like a fellowship rejection and like I'm learning this new thing at work and you know I'm in a long distance relationship and I just feel like I just have been feeling very, very, like, not good. I'm like, damn, I'm kind of sucking at a lot of things in this moment. And so I've been trying to, to like, sit with that and reflect on that. I've been thinking a lot about something that uh, my therapist in New York used to tell me, which was that sometimes the way that we perceive things, so something can feel like value to us, but, you know, in reality, you're, like, still taking care of everything that you're doing. You know what I mean? And so there's, like, a difference between how we perceive something uh, and the way that... And, like, what is actually happening. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's, like, helped to center me. But I've, I've been, like, deeply struggling. Like, kind of, like, not okay and, and like... And been great. You know what I mean? Like, LTAB was great. And, like, getting to hang out with some of my best friends is great. And, like, my brother's birthday was this last week. And getting to hang out with him and his, like, college roommates. Actually, my brother has the same birthday that you do. Wow. Yeah, yeah. March 22nd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, there have been, like, a lot of good things. But I've also been feeling, like, very insecure. And I think just vulnerable because I'm in a new place. You know what I mean? So, it's like... I, fe- I just feel everything maybe a little bit more because everything is kind of brought into relief by, like, mm. being in this new place. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out, like, how to organize my life still. I still don't know. I'm kind of just, like, making things up in Chicago. I'm like, today, <laughs> today I'm, like, going to go to the gym, and tomorrow I'm going to, like, try and write, but I don't know. <laughs> I just really have no idea what I'm doing. Do you feel like there are... Because I know this happens for me sometimes, like, if I have a specific need that I'm not meeting, you know, like a part of my life that hasn't been watered, and then all of a sudden the gate comes open to water that. Mm. Like, I, I wonder how that is in terms of moving back to Chicago, mm. of, like, you're 
love and need and desire for the city and have to have that flood in and have some of the other things that you've like counted on yourself as being a person who does mm-hmm. not happen while your energy is in these other spaces. Mm-hmm. I just could see how that could happen, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. That's a great way to look at it too. Just like other things are being watered right now. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I think for me, what I think one of the things that I'm always worried about is like, I, I feel like very deeply committed to my friends and to the work of like writing poems and to the work of like making things happen in the Latinx community and, and in Chicago more broadly. And I like, and I worry that I'm like not doing enough. You know what I mean? I'm like, and I, I there's like a voice somewhere deep inside that's like, you have to like give yourself time to like, to like, like I'm, I'm barely been in Chicago like a month and a half. And, but I, but I'm like, damn like maybe I could be doing more maybe there's more that I could be doing in terms of poetry or for like my peers or for my students or you know like maybe there's it just I guess I'm always worried that I'm not doing enough and that I'm like failing the people around me I think that that's like really what I'm always most worried about is like damn like maybe I'm like not being a good friend right now that's what I'm always most worried about too like Mm -hmm. I I think you and I really share that in common Mm. because it's like it'll be the thing that like I wake up with like oh am I like showing up yeah and what I'm like I mean I was feeling that way today I was Mm. just like am I like oh the plane and oh I'm not showing up and oh I'm a failure and it was the wildest thing because coming back into New York this was the first time I came back and felt like oh god I feel crazy like I just I felt crazy for the first moment and I was like why do I feel like this like this is in a this full of people I love I'm about to go see my friends and do this thing and you know I know where I'm going but it was like that ugliness that we carry that's like nah you're failing you're not doing enough and it's like that voice I feel like is a couple things it's like whatever we whatever our baggage is Mm -hmm. you know like various tote bags of grime and then family shit (laughs) this is like oh word great i get to hold this but then i think it's also like this inherently western capitalistic pretty disgusting model Mm. that's also like ingrained in us which is like if my output even to your homie if my output doesn't match what it used to then i'm not as useful Mm -hmm. and like i was just talking to my partner shout out to taylor johnson talking out to (laughs) talking to them and i was like i admitted to them like i used to think you only like me because i made stuff Mm -hmm. because of the stuff i made Mm -hmm. and if i didn't make any more stuff then you wouldn't like me anymore and that was like when I hear it, it's like you're five. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like that. But the logic is like disturbing, but sound. And mm-hmm. I feel that with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't show up at this thing, if I don't call, if I don't do, it's like. And then what I love and what I always talk about with Nabi is just remembering that wonderful phrase. Like it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you are doing. And this is one of the things. And this is not just to like. And reassure you but to reassure you on some real shit like you do so fucking much like you just do fam mm-hmm. like you be running yourself ragged doing much and it's really nice to see you like doing much at a different pace it's mm-hmm. like exciting and you're gonna find it a month and a half ain't even enough time to make a habit like it's yeah. it's actually not so yeah. like you're you good, you good, you good. Like, I, I swear to goodness. And I keep the postcard you sent me, a Frida Kahlo, in my backpack every day. I'll say, send me a Frida Kahlo postcard when I was just, like, in the darkness. And it was like, this is 
so it's yeah. a talisman. So yeah. you do a lot. You send friends postcards. Dude, like <laughs> to addresses that they're not normally at. I know like, my parents' house. Do not re- the last time I received a postcard before the postcard I got from Jose <laughs> was in 2004. Talk about okay? it. Okay. And it wasn't even inscribed. So it was just like, this is a place that I was at. <laughs> Can I talk about my Jose postcard? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I cried. Yo. I cried. You sent that postcard, and I was like so fucking down about like the shit we were doing and talking about with Project X, and you just, uh, it was beautiful. Bro. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, if you're listening, tweet Jose. <laughs> Please. Your favorite, and you've received a postcard. <laughs> you know, Instagram it. And, We're gonna uh, get a well, lot of Instagram okay. posts. Oh, yeah. Do do what you yeah, want. There you go. Tweet about it. Hey John. What's going on? What's on your mind? Okay. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Could you tell that John <laughs> has this shit? No, it's literally like ready. This happens to me, and that literally I'm, within. Like, okay. Yeah. I was waiting patiently. Okay. I knew, I knew. Are we gonna talk about Jose? Because okay. All right, we got censor. Okay. We agreed Jose is a good friend, right? Okay, this is on. Okay. Check it out. Something very interesting happened to me, and I knew like two minutes after. After it happened that we would be talking about it on the podcast. Okay, I went to a fancy, like capital F fucking fancy gala fundraiser mm. uh, last month, okay? It was like nice. a silent auction. Uh, it was a very high society event. <laughs> uh, not to brag. Uh, <laughs> brag a little bit. But I mean, uh, and this is where it gets interesting, is there were a few celebrities there. Uh, Alan Cumming was there and Ice-T was there. Wow. Okay? Wow. What about my man Bill Pullman? Was Bill Pullman was not invited. Was he invited? <laughs> he was not invited. I mean, he could. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it was personal. Bill Pullman oh. just didn't happen. Death personal. <laughs> but, so, of course, you know, like, at an event like this, I see Ice-T walking around, and there are people walking up and just, like, tapping him on the shoulder without saying anything and just like holding out their phone like time to take a selfie do it real quick he was being a good sport honestly he was like I'm pretty sure that's what I what he must have been expecting in going to this Mm. gala but I was like okay uh, I've been familiar with or in some proximity to Ice-T's work since I was young right not that it's meaningful but I've like watched his movies heard his music and I still was, and I like almost never introduce myself to famous people if they're not very impactful on my life. Right. <laughs> because I think, well, A, because there's no reason, you know, like they're just another person and why would you just pick a random person to introduce yourself to mm-hmm. just because they're famous? Something about it seems grimy, but I don't know. I was at this event, I was drunk and <laughs> I was with you know my partner and was like Maggie I'm gonna go like introduce I had presented a like poetry award at this thing and I was like I'm gonna go talk to Ice-T and I like oh, walked wow. up <laughs> and instantly was like frozen I was so nervous wow. all of a sudden talking to a person who 
I am not a huge. I'm not not a fan of. I appreciate Ice T. More than Bill Pullman. More. I mean, honestly, they're probably on the same level. Wow. For me. But when face to face with Ice T, <laughs> wow, I was like, wow. Yo, I literally, on a, this is what I said, throwing shots everywhere. Honestly, they're on the wow. same level. Well, Sorry. this is what I said. Okay, I was yeah. like, hey, you said, uh, hey, you, you kind of remind me of Bill Pullman. It's really good to see you know. And he looked up, and I was like, I'm not gonna take a selfie with him. Like, I just we're gonna have some actual conversation. <laughs> and he looked at me and I just choked and I was like, I'm a big fan. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not a fucking big fan. Hey. <laughs> and then wow. he was like, oh, okay, thank you. And like was just wondering if I was going to say anything else or if this could be over. You yeah. know, because I think he's like, I return to uh... And literally I like choked so hard and I was like, thank you. <laughs> and then I was yeah. Fuck am I thanking Ice T for right now? His and he was like, Yeah, you're welcome. And I was like, Okay, uh, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> and I walked away. I was like, What the fuck did I just do? And I guess, you know, part of that is that I was talking to someone and had no reason to talk to them, you know, like, and so that, you know, creates its own conversational gymnastics. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm curious why famous people make people so uncomfortable. Hmm. Me first. <laughs> Wondering. Because I don't feel that way. If I talk to famous writers or like people who are, you know, like celebrities in our world, I don't get, you know, like yeah. that doesn't rattle me. I, I feel fine. But something about meeting someone who I'd like seen in movies and heard in music made me wildly uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I was like I forgot like every 10 years I need to remember that like that's why I don't go up to famous people <laughs> that's so interesting have y'all met famous people yeah and how do you react so yeah. I I we had at Louder Than a Bomb we had former Chicago Bulls legend Craig Hodges <laughs> <laughs> That's the great. Play, Craig Hodges is, is a great player. Craig Hodges was not a legend. But <laughs> hey, listen, Craig Hodges, if you're listening, <laughs> much much love to you. You're like a C level. A C level. I wasn't gonna say it because we, we had Chicago Bulls legend Craig Hodges uh, judge legend. a louder than a bomb semifinal. Anybody who played for the Chicago Bulls is like a legend, a legend to me. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Aaron Gray, that's a legend. Wow. <laughs> Bill Cartwright, shout out Bill Cartwright. Uh, he was judging, and Kevin Kevin Coble was like, yo, you want me to introduce you? And I was like. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to say to Craig Hodges? First of all, you know, he played with the Bulls when I was like five years old. I like hardly remember him. Aside from, he was like a very good three-point shooter in like NBA Live. <laughs> That's my experience with Craig Hodges. But I, I similarly was like, no, I like, I can't talk to Craig Hodges. He's Craig Hodges. He yeah. played for the Chicago Bulls. What am I going to say to him? Uh, see, I have like the opposite thing. When it's like someone very recognizably famous, I'm like, Mah. but when it's someone like who like is writer famous, mm. I freak the fuck out. Like mm. I remember, who's and, the last writer that you freaked okay, the fuck out? Okay, so here it is, right? Please. This is <laughs> like if you just stop interrupting me. <laughs> I was gonna, I was about to say no, but you know, like for for continuity's sake, it makes for good storytelling. All right, great. You yeah. know, he led me in the anyway. You're so. <laughs> 
you. That was thanking you. Um, I was at AWP in LA, mm-hmm. and I, I was at this Yes Yes reading when we were at. Yes, yes, I remember. Yes, yes. yes and yes, I love making that dumb fucking joke. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, um, yes. But I see Fred Moulton just standing mm. at this little table by himself being Fred Moulton like, you know, which <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I'm with Gerard. Prosody. Yes, constantly. There's nothing strange in his head. And Gerard, uh, shout out to Gerard Avant. Yeah, get you shout on. out to Gerard all day. Yeah, and so like, Gerard's like, yo, that's Fred Moulton. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so like, I'm like, yo, we got, but I'm, I'm entirely too bold for how much of a dweeb I am. So it's this horrible confluence of energy. It's like, I'll go say hi to someone for no fucking reason but then I'm there and it's like great um so I go up to Fred Moten I'm like I'm like Gerard come on you gotta go we gotta go say hi he's like okay and Gerard <laughs> is just great he'll just make you feel comfortable yes. he's got this like melodic voice yeah. and very yes. chill you know what I mean yeah. I don't have that so I come up to him and just like hi Fred <laughs> you I write things you write because I you write them and I do that as well <laughs> and thank you for the things you've written and I'm shaking his hand this whole time this, this gibberish is coming out of my mouth and he's just like well, thank you thank you and he's very like Yoda about it and then Gerard is like totally chill and he's like yo it's a pleasure to meet you man and it's like <laughs> it's, it's the greatest shit yo. and I'm just standing there like oh like I can't you know I'm much more like that you yeah. know what I, mean? I kind of can't stand people that are just like very effortlessly like yo it's a pleasure to meet you I really appreciate your work mm-hmm. you know enjoy the rest of your day I'm just gonna keep it moving because yeah. I'm entirely too smooth <laughs> To, to stay in I one place that. for one too long. Yeah. Where are you going? Where are you going? You're going <laughs> to the not. store. You're going back home. You're going to not I do shit. I do not have that skill Love set. it. Nah. But literally, I think I would feel better if I was going up to meet someone of whom I was a huge fan. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. actually. Well, those people, I don't mind. Like, I think it's a genuine emotion to sure. say, oh my God. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I love you. But it's when you find yourself saying that shit to someone just because they're a celebrity. Yeah. Someone like, like I see. <laughs> where you're like, like for you're instance, like, Yo, if babe, I saw your work on the, on the chart p- commercial, very, yeah. very moving. I love you on Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. The two seasons you were on, great job collecting those checks. Ponytail, yeah. no ponytail. I love you. Yo, you know what's funny? Me and Safia, shout out to Safia Hillo. All day. Deep Deeply love iced tea in this oh, wow. way that like Savia brought me back an iced tea pin button thing that you could really? wear on a jacket. Huh. Yeah, it's it's serious. The force is Sounds deep very with us. Fresh. It's very fresh indeed. It's yeah. like a beautiful emblem of our adoration for iced tea. <laughs> I think we were watching Law and Order in college and we were like, yo, he's he's pretty great. He's killing Word. it right now. My he's favorite ice, he is a staple. Yeah. My favorite thing about iced tea is that he got into a beef with Soldier Boy. What? Do you remember this? No. Do you not remember I he got into a beef with Soldier Boy? Uh-oh. I see got into a beef with Soldier Boy because like I don't know what Soldier Boy did or why I see was <laughs> bad at Soldier Boy, but Soldier Boy was like 18 at the time. No. And come on, Ice T said something, and Soldier Boy like went on Ice T's Wikipedia page and was like. You're like 45. Why are you beefing with an 18-year-old, man? And it was it was just the funniest thing ever. I was like, 
Oh, note to self, never beef with a teenager. <laughs> I, like, that's an automatic loss. You're not yeah. going to win against a you teenager. You literally can't win because you should know better. <laughs> you know? like, You've already lost more than the fight. Like, yeah. Like, kind of lost. Soldier Boy was just on YouTube, like, looking through his page. Like, I, I don't know what Ice-T's government name is, but he kept saying his government name. Wow. <laughs> he was like, oh, I see, I see you were born in 1965. <laughs> oh! What? Oh! He was like, you're older than my mom. (laughs) And it was like, oh, I see. Lost. Already. Already lost. (laughs) You're older than Soulja Boy's mom. You lost. (laughs) Wow. And it was just like Soldier Boy and a bunch of teenagers. It's like going crazy. Like your first song was an 88. Oh, I wasn't born. Oh, Oh my God. You went platinum in 89. Oh, no! I was barely born. I was, like, in the hospital bed. <laughs> and you just watch. You're like, damn. Ice-T is old as dirt right now, fam. What are you, what are you doing beefing with Soulja Boy? You, you, you don't understand how YouTube works. No, no you don't. It was I was that's my favorite I see story. Like what are you doing, man? W Y D. Oh my god. W Y D I see. I have a question. (laughs) Although I guess I did meet a very famous person who I was a fan of once and it did not go. It went equally poorly. (laughs) Who was that? I met I went to a party that Fiona Apple was at. What? I really like Fiona Apple. What? There were like so it was so this is back when there was an old poetry establishment that I won't name. Oh, uh, called the New York Weekend Poets. Like you could just show up and there was a lot of I don't know, it was like a scene, right? And I happened to eat some weed cookies. Nice. And they were the kind you know how you can eat a weed cookie that's like the size of North Dakota and not feel anything, and yeah. then one that's like the size of a fingernail and you are complicated breed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so it was that, and then I went with my uh, buddy Ed to this party, and like on the way there, the, the guy who we were Ed. going, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. put his name out there, yeah. yeah. Uh, and on the way there, my buddy who was who we were going with was like, "Hey, Fiona Apple's gonna be at this party," and this was just as I was like feeling stupid hot, like you know when you're walking through a neighborhood that you clearly know, and you're like, "Where am I?" Oh, it was no. like that. So we got there, and I saw her, and I literally couldn't say anything. And there, like, there were ten people inside of a living room. So Ed and I retreated to the kitchen, and we're just sitting in there. And literally, are you both on the wheat yeah, cookies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're both like gone. It's yeah. This is rough. And Fiona Apple and her friend come into the kitchen, and y'all are just sitting and, there. We're staring out and like laughing, and then I like, you know, gather my like, uh, I don't know, like whatever, my courage together. And her friend and her are talking, and somehow like her birthday comes up, and I was like, okay, that's my in. And I just turn around and I was like, oh, is that, are you Scorpio? <laughs> and everybody, they like turn and look, nobody says hey. anything, and bursts. I turned back around and faced the sink and literally Ed and I laughed for like 45 minutes until everybody leaves the kitchen and I was like alright that's good you're a hero of mine uh, I 
So that are you a Scorpio? Are you a Scorpio? And then to cackle. That's the best. You cackled afterwards. I think you won. I don't know what. It certainly wasn't the friendship of Fiona Apple. No, I did not win that. Also, shout out to Ed, who heard the question and was like, this fool. (laughs) (laughs) This high ass motherfucker. You need need that friend. Wow. All right. uh, So we're going to shift now. Uh, first yes. question of the interview of our esteemed guest, uh, Noel. What's on your mind? I'm thinking a lot about what you were what you were talking about, Jose. Um, especially because last night was uh, the first Project X uh, slam. But will you tell the so, people yeah, what yeah, Project where, X is? Uh, so I founded this this arts organization, uh, not for profit thing uh, called Project X. Um, basically just because I wanted to create a home for uh, Latinx artists uh, in the Bronx um, from where I grew up, uh, where I was born and raised, and I brought together uh, 15 homies, so 15 like Bronx-based, uh, Bronx diaspora Latinx artists and friends and activists and all these people, Jose being hey. one of them. Hey, hey. Um, and we all like met up in my apartment like six, five, six months ago. Yeah, yeah. that was like November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was basically like, "Yo, I want," uh, or I'm, I'm really sad that there are not uh, enough spaces for like Latinx slam and Latinx art and stuff. Like, and I have this concern. I, I basically just like put it out to y'all, right? I was just mm-hmm. like, "This is this thing that I wanna that I think is important, and I want to do it in community." Um, mm-hmm. And, and like everybody there was like, yo, let's let's do it. Um, and so we we like started. We had our kickoff. Was that a month ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Hostos. Yes. Um, and then we had our first slam last night. Wow! Congratulations. Um, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It's crazy and it's it's awesome. Um, and I'm like really, I get, I'm like still like off that high yeah. of it from from last night. Um, but of course, like mixed into all that, right, is is like all the the nervousness and like the stress and the the concern about energies um, and like how much you're putting towards something. So, mm-hmm. so which is like bringing me what you were saying is a lot of stuff on my mind is how like I've never really organized something like this before, and so I'm like in that period of realizing how much does it take to mm-hmm. do something like that to have an event that's twice a month to to try and bring all these people together um and the fact that that's like kind of like taking over my life mm-hmm. um it's like project x stuff like i go to work and then right after that's all i'm doing so like i haven't been writing mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i haven't really been doing the whole self-care thing mm-hmm. um but like because like i'm like yo i gotta do it for the people right and like mm-hmm. for the community and and it's lit as hell, like, where, you know, like, yesterday was the first step towards getting the first, like, national, like, all Latinx slam team from the Bronx, which is, like, That's dope. It. And, like, everybody, it was, like, mad good energy yeah. from people last night. Uh, but it's that other side, right, of, like, what does it mean to be an organizer? Like, for years, I was just, like, all right, I finally, I'm, like, trying to figure out what it means to be a writer. And now I feel mm. like I know what it means to be a writer, give or take. And now I'm, like, shit, what does it mean to be an organizer now? Mm. Um, and now I'm, like, in that space of figuring out how to be both mm. especially i feel like poetry organizers of quality poetry events are some of the most 
thankless <laughs> jobs yeah. that there are in the literary community because yeah. I think there are so many events that people in no it, it in in no way seems like somebody was trying to map out how to make this a good show or how to make this a quality night. Yeah. And so oftentimes you'll show up somewhere and you'll be like, man, there's so much good intention here, but nobody has been putting the energy into thinking, you know, like what that experience is going to be like for the audience and how to make it move seamlessly from start to finish. Yeah, mm. They don't get enough shout outs like yeah. the, the like because I, I consider those people like the glue in the community mm-hmm. right they're the ones who make the space for you to come and meet like new people yeah. And, yeah and like that was the I was telling you like the first thing that I did was like I set up phone calls with all like the dope those glue people I was like mm-hmm. yo help me like how how do you even do this and like mm-hmm. the intricacies man like to even keep a space alive and like um just like full and and enriched is 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 so important and we don't we don't like give enough shout out to like slam masters to to the people who put the stuff together and it's like a few people's whole ass jobs you know that usually like maybe three people are doing and like it it, the joy of it you know when you see the space come alive and you see people feeling represented and like fucking killing it that's amazing on the self-care tip though like that has to be equally amazing you know what I mean like I think the thing that like I learn in organizing and like from organizers is like you know talking to Mahogany Brown it's like that woman cares for herself you know what I mean and I feel like without like she'll just be telling me about I'll be on the phone with her and she'll be like oh yeah you know shea butter everything make those green juices everything like come to this event and it'll just you know we'll be like it'll be lush like we'll eat this good food and it's like that has to be the things that you're thinking about, and it, but it falls in line, you know, because you're like curating your body then, and mm. curating like, oh, you know, like what time do I want to wake up to feel this way, and what time do I want to go to sleep to feel that way? Like it could mm. be, I'm, you know, saying this as much to you as I am to myself. Like, it can be like as fulfilling as doing the the events that you're doing, you know, like. How am I gonna do my hair today? Like I see you got it popping, you know. So that's like <laughs> yeah. you you doing it. I feel like it's true for those at home. That's such a fly project. If you're listening in right now, <laughs> Noel's hair very. Noel's hair is killing it. Shout right out Shea Moisture. Listen, cheers. You know, I was gonna ask because you were just in that same position as Ziza, where yeah. you were also organizing and. A huge event. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So, I, for those of you that don't know, Aziza and Nabila organized uh, the conversation, which happened for Ooh. the first time in 2016. Yeah. Um, and was I remember. Was as a fellow? I was a shout fellow. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, no shout out to the new fellows. I'm sure. <laughs> that, uh, I'm sure that I love you very much, but also, you know what I mean. Yeah. A little, a little upset that I'm not going back to Mississippi <laughs> yeah. this year. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's neither here or there. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going down there, and uh, I think it was Derek Carroll yeah. was like, you know, when Aziza and Nabi brought this idea to me, I was like, oh, word, y'all could probably get this off the ground in like five, six years. <laughs> and yeah. y'all did it in one. You yeah. know what I mean? And so... What I wonder what have you learned about self care in that process? Oh my god. So I learned like you can't avoid it. Like you really can't <laughs> fucking avoid it. And I and I think uh, me and Navi would talk about it a lot. We'd be like, 
yo, we got to, like, really take care of ourselves. Like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And because we were so hyped, um, like, every day, like, yo, fuck, oh, my God, everyone's going to be here. And then we remembered, like, oh, I have, like, a complicated time just around people in general. Mm. And I love that it's, like, a horde of people I love. But I'm still a motherfucker who, like, takes everything in and, like, I still really need a therapist. And, like, you know, all this shit started coming up and it was just, like, also, I'm in grad school. Why am I in grad school? Like, you know, just, it became, for me, like, an existential crisis. And I have a family that, like, needs things from me. And I don't, you know, and when you're used to running at, like, a fast pace, I'll... Albeit, you know, like, it's fast, but, like, then you add a lot of new shit. And I think for me, like, especially from living in New York, so much of, like, my lifestyle and so much of what I decided was my um, value, you know, as a a human was, like, well, if I show up and do shit, then I'm valuable. If Mm -hmm. I show up on time and I look good and I say good things and I do good work, then I'm valuable. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then I'm a piece of shit and no one mm-hmm. should talk to me. Like, literally, this these are my belief systems, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought I was, like, this fucking evolved 23-year-old mm-hmm. fucking idiot. But it's, like, you know, to be nice to myself, it's, like, I had to really sit and contend with, like, you are deciding that, you know, that you're not valuable. Mm-hmm. So you're not treating yourself like you're valuable. So did you eat today? Like, mm-hmm. did you go outside and, like, you know, sit in the sun? Like, did you, I don't know, do nice shit for yourself? <clears throat> and I and I wouldn't do it. And it just became, like, I decided that, like, nothing I was doing was good enough. Nothing, no, mm-hmm. no amount of things. And, and it was funny because literally no one around me was saying that shit. You know, everyone was saying quite the opposite. They're like, we really love this trip. Like, we really like reading in these places. What do you mean you this, really like this trip? This is so nice. What are you like, trying to say about me? And you're not going to be like, look, dude, like, I need you to be here. Like, you're missing this. And I was like, I know, but I can't see it. And it, like, I couldn't see it, like, for shit, you know? And I don't know. Like, I went to, like, old ways of trying to help myself that were just old, that didn't mm. fit anymore. And it's like, you know, it's all that to say, like, in terms of self-care, there is nothing um, there's nothing beautiful or noble about neglecting yourself. Mm. Like, it's only... I mean, I found for myself, like, it's it's a cowardly act. It's mm. like, oh, no, I don't matter. I don't matter. And it's a, it's an old story, and it don't fit. Mm. And I thought I was, like, over the old story, but I was really invested in this old story. Yeah. Um, so, like, nah, that can't work no more. And it's interesting, because with the conversation with this year, like, me and Nabi are meeting so many other, like, black and brown creators who put on events whose whole steez is self-care. Like, their whole shit, you know what I mean? And, like, it's it's really changing how I view anything I do. It's mm. just, like... I thought the work was poems, you know, but I would be, like, writing poems, but then, like, not doing self-work any mm. at all. So now it's, like, wake up in the morning and just, like, write without any hope of it being published, with actually, like, a prayer for it not to be. And, mm. you know, like, get the gunk out. That's my, that's my spiel. Damn. Yeah. I mean, even the... Because <clears throat> I'm thinking about, like, the old story, right, and getting away from the old narrative. Yeah. And how the what are the professions and the careers that that push you to think of like uh of it being normal that you like sacrifice yourself and Mm -hmm. i think a lot about how like i'm a high school teacher right Mm. and like teaching as a profession overall is like 
they, literally there's like this like game that faculty play with each other just like well i'm staying to do oh this like homework <laughs> help session right <clears throat> but now i'm staying to meet with kids on saturday to to oh, like God. help them with their They're essays like, right fam, i gave up like, my whole oh, marriage yeah. to be here <laughs> 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 i'm totally divorced what's really good you think you love the kids you think you love the kids that's what i'm saying yo that's what i'm like i'm gonna die early right now what you talking about how about you love these kids? You finna die early? <laughs> they be like, these are my children. I birthed. And it's like, it's no. It's a fucking like, Yo. And they don't chill. It's like really, wow. yo, teaching as a profession. And I and I realize how that's like coupled with like being an organizer. Like especially yeah. now being an organizer and how that like works itself out and how it, it like speaks to each other. Mm-hmm. Is that nobility of like... <clears throat> I'm really noble because I, you know, gave up all this time. And then that, that speaks to the whole teaching as a profession mm. overall. That's so funny. See, it's, not. it's also hard because you, if you sacrifice in a position like that, you want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. But you also, in order to have it be sustainable, you know, like long term should only be making sacrifices that actually fit in with what you're like needs are as a person right so it's hard like if you're someone who just constantly needs to be recognized for what you're doing you're probably not gonna be able to do it for as long Hmm. uh yeah i feel like we know i mean i know so many people like that and i have been that person too yeah somebody's just like it it could be with anything like oh what's going on john i'm like oh man fucking busy dude (laughs) (laughs) Busy, okay. I got yeah. this and this, and I can't even sleep. You yeah, know, that's my shit. Is like, man, I'm, you know, like there are some insomniacs, right? And I've been one of them, <laughs> yeah. and I, and I, you know, I don't find it fun or funny. Like when no. it's like, nah, I don't sleep. I don't even think about sleeping. It's like that. You're a so like they're, you're gonna lose it. Forever. Yeah, and it's like it's a real teller because like a few weeks before the conversation, like I couldn't sleep at all, mm. and it's just like. Girl, go go to the ocean. Like, literally go sit on a rock for some... You know what I mean? And it's like, I think um, we've decided, especially in this culture, to, like, extol, like, oh, you don't sleep, you don't eat, and you're, you're operating at nothing, and you still do all these things, you know? Because, like, in the work that we do, we create so much of our jobs, and we create mm. so much of our environments that it's very easy to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I'm building all these things, and, like... I don't even feed myself. It's yeah. like, yikes. Well, even crazier is some. T- I mean, I think I generally am busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I will answer that I am been really busy, even if the last few days I haven't been hmm. that busy. You know, like it's a default answer to be like, hey, I'm really busy. Yeah, man, I'm going crazy. I'm really, really busy. Like that's a better Mm. That answer has more currency yeah. than, yeah. oh, I've been taking care of myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. For real. To and say I've been really busy is to say that I've been really successful. To yeah. say that I'm run ragged is to say that, like, I'm winning. I'm important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I'm needed. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? Like, for the past, like, <laughs> there would be, like, weeks, you know, afterward, like, just trying to, like get my priorities right because I didn't know what the fuck they were like this was a very important upheaval and um I, I found out that like 
people would assume I was busy. Like I saw um, Shira, shout out to Shira and Angel. They yeah. were on tour, Odes for You in LA. And I just like surprised them. I was like, hey, what's up? And it was very nice. And um, Shira came up to me and was like, I thought you were like in Japan or something. Like I, I didn't know what the fuck. And I was like, wow. And, and it turned out like, because I just wasn't like talking to anyone. Like, you know, just like, okay, let me hide out here. And there were some people who like didn't know what the fuck was going on that just thought I was like busy doing some shit, mm. which is hilarious. This like mm. label of busyness. But it's something that like I would propagate. It's like, oh, I'm just doing so many things. And now I'm like, look, I'm doing two things. Everything else is canceled. <laughs> Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just doing the poetry, guys, the conversation, this play. That's it. Everything else is literally canceled, except for something to like feed me in the meantime. <laughs> that's it. Everything else is canceled. Um, and whenever I would see other people doing that, like I'm just doing the one thing, I realized there was part of me that would freak out because it'd be like, and I never knew I had this little part of me. It's so neurotic. Mm. It's like, but what if it doesn't go good? Mm. Like then you have no other things. Yeah. You just had the one thing, and it's like. But if you put everything in it, and it's everything, like, come on, then yeah. you got a great thing. It also rules out the serendipitous way in which gifts come to you if you're investing, you know? Like, we do this podcast because mm-hmm. Jose asked us to, like, teach together at Lincoln Center, and then we spent time together in this podcast. It wasn't a year before mm-hmm. the Poetry Guys came out. You wouldn't have thought that the poetry guys were gonna come out. You I need like, a podcast. In a year, I will have nothing. <laughs> you know, but then like it doesn't doesn't always work out like that. It literally doesn't. Yeah. It literally works out the other way. Uh, do you have something? Well, I'm just thinking about busy. This idea of busyness and how how we hide behind it. And I, mm. you know, you know, full confession. I, if you ask me how I am how any given you? day. Busy. <laughs> Ask me how I am tomorrow. I'm busy. You know what I mean? What am I doing? I don't even know, man. I'm just, I know I have something. <laughs> I gotta do something. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Um. And and how you? I I think about this all the time because I think about like all the goals that I have for myself and mm-hmm. how I want to get there and. And I think there's, like, a difference between what it feels like, which often feels like the only way to get there is by, like, being busy. Like, I just have to be busy all the time. Whereas, like, the people that I really see doing it, like, don't break a sweat. They're chilling. They're they're chilling. And they're, like, they're... And I'm like, how does that happen? How can you have it all? Like, over... I'm not going to name names, but there's some people that I know who, like, you know, they, they, like, have... Uh, a good job that they love and are getting paid well or maybe they don't love it but it's like good enough and they're getting paid well to like save money or whatever mm-hmm. and they like you know are in a in a thoughtful relationship and they're good and they're like writing poems and yeah, they're editing and they're submitting they yeah you know what I mean they have a new book that just came out <laughs> so you're talking about somebody <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's called telepathology <laughs> should all go by but if you ever meet me this, this hypothetical person you know what I mean I'm just like pulling things out of there if you ever meet this hypothetical person you're like oh how are you he's like I'm chilling 
I'm just literally I'm, though. Like, Wait, that, I mean, that just, was I think the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, excellent. But yeah. feel you. It's like right now. And I'm, I'm like, like, what? I, yeah. I get one of those things that I'm overwhelmed. I'm in a new relationship, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I got a lot busy. I'm so busy. I'm on a date every day now. What? Oh my god. Cancel everything. I gotta cancel. Yeah, I can't record right now. I gotta. Oh I gotta be with Erica right now. Oh my. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm no, not overwhelmed. One hundred percent. Everything. Overwhelms me. I love it. <laughs> Yo, and I feel like I feel like um, and I would love to hear like this overwhelming um vibe from you, Noel, because I think it's the most interesting thing that humans do. Because mm. I found out I was talking to Nabi, and I was talking I talked to Nabi a lot also. But I was talking to Nabi, and we were talking about my book, and I realized like, and I was I was had been talking about this with a few people. I was like, Yo. I don't think I really like celebrated this book yet. Like, mm. you know, I I, ha- I know I haven't. Like, not for real. And Navi was like, well, like you kind of read the fuck out of yourself, and then thought you were just gonna be fine. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was just like, that book has overwhelmed me to the point where there were a few months where I couldn't even like touch it. Mm. I was like, ah! you know, like you're real. And I was like, oh, this is totally normal. Like, this is fine. I can't touch my book. It's okay. I forget to bring it to readings. I'm reading poems off of the internet when I have this whole ass book. Like, y'all saw me at Vassar. Like, I held my book. I was about to, and I was like, I can do it. No, yes, I can. Like, it was, like, that was, I was trying to just hold this book that I worked years on, you know? And, but I was so overwhelmed. It was a book I always wanted to write. I was so overwhelmed that it even existed. I couldn't, like, do it. So now I'm working on it. I'm going to fucking do it. But how do you feel about, like... Like, do you feel that way with Project X? Like, just this, like, fuck, how do I hold this thing? Yeah, I mean, because... Thank you. You want to, like, do this thing for... And even even questioning, like, doing, doing... Creating this space for the community, right? Is also, like, there's so many moments where I'm like, shit... Was this preemptive? Like, hmm. did, was there really a need? Hmm. Um, and and am I adequate? Am I am is Project X like the Project X planning committee? Are we filling it adequately? Wow. Like, are we doing enough? Um, cause cause from jump we want to be like a space that's like uh, that's like in conversation, you know. Um, and that's like creating that dialogue because we don't want to just I mean that was from the jump we were like yo we don't want to show up and give this thing to community without being like yo what do you need yeah Um, Yeah. that's real and so I find that to and again this is like I think about this a lot is like in order to do the work right you have to do even more work Hmm. right because in order to create a community dialogue you have to go out and talk to people and so a lot of us on the committee are like going to random fundraisers anything any big events that are happening in the bronx and we're networking we're connecting with people Mm -hmm. be like yo what do you want what do you need how can we bridge and support you right rather than like you know the model usually is like they show up give this thing and then like deuces um and we don't want to do that, and yet that is very, it's very overwhelming mm-hmm. to, to have to, um, or not to have to, to want to, to, mm-hmm. to create that space. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, again, shout out to like the people who were there last night who like said really like beautiful things. Like mm-hmm. we had uh, an amazing, amazing poet slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and win the slam, um, mm-hmm. Paula Ramirez, who... Hey, that's my homie. Like, yes. Yo. <laughs> I worked with Paula. Work? Yeah, when I was in college. She hey. came up. Yeah, yeah, she came up, and she did the summer program that we did there every every year. Yeah, Paula's the homie. Paula is so dope. So she, she like, fucking won the, the slam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and she, like, came up after, and even before her third poem, she was like, yo, I don't give a shit about time. I gotta tell y'all, I am so tired of traveling out of the Bronx to do literary stuff. Like, I'm tired of, like, leaving where I live to do that. And, like, to be here is, like, so important and, and, like, gives me so much energy. And then she came and talked to me afterwards. She's like, yo, I don't really have the words. I just want to let you know, like, this shit is important. Um, And even... And it's so frustrating because, like, even that beautiful sharing of, like, feeling is overwhelming, Mm -hmm. right? Like, to take that in... And be like, shit, how do we continue to give that and to provide that to the community? Um, and in like an authentic way that's like reciprocal, that it's not just us doing it. So um, I, I'm, oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. I have a question. <laughs> Only because. Do you have a question? Next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you gonna sign? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. So I met Ice T. No. So uh, you know this obviously like Project X. The plan from the jump has been for that to be a slam that's in the Bronx. Uh, you are raised in the Bronx. I'm curious if you could like take us back a little bit and just describe to us. Who is like four year old Noel? Who is eight year old Noel? And like fourteen year old Noel? Yeah. And just like, I think specifically to grow up within a community that, as a grown up, you are then speaking to and identifying like the needs of that same community that you grew up in. There's a lot of perspective and time there that leads you to today. So like, what was it like? Yeah. Um, That's a good question, John. Well, thank you. There You're you welcome. Go. Well done. <laughs> Uh, I man, I rep the Bronx so hard. Um, yes. Like I and and I I say that knowing that like uh, it was in direct conflict with like my parents. Mm. Like my parents uh, d- are not proud to be from the Bronx. Mm. Are not like were consistently trying to get us out of the Bronx while I spent you know while we spent thirteen years there. Um, and and I find I, I I have to directly reconcile that now that I'm like doing this thing, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot about how like a lot of my formation was was in the Bronx, um, was like growing up in uh, Rochambeau Ave, uh, D Train, mm-hmm. like everything everything I know and love and my friends uh, were all like centered on this place that I had immense love for, and yet my parents demonized. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and even to think about the fact that, like, my parents grew up, or my dad specifically grew up in a different Bronx, mm-hmm. right? Um, he grew up in the Bronx that, like, everyone thinks about when, when someone tells you, like, they're yeah. from the Bronx. Uh, and I did not. Um, and so there's been a lot of, like, a lot of conversations with, with my dad and my mom, who uh, grew up in, in Harlem, but, like, raised me in the Bronx, uh, about like what what does that look like to to not grow up in the in the stereotype of what the Bronx is, but to know that that shit exists uh, and it's real and and that like 
I still, I'm here and Project X, I hope to be here for like the whole borough as a whole to show like the many different facets. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the Bronx that I grew up in still at its core was like very um, diverse. Like I, I think that's the thing too that I always want to talk about is like I grew up with everybody. Like my, my friend group growing up was like um, a dude from India, a dude from Dominican Republic, from Puerto Rico, from uh, Jamaica, from fucking um, Nigeria, like all, like the entire, from Bulgaria. Like those were all my friends. Shout and they were all like, oh, okay. yo, sponsor us Bulgaria. Yeah. Yeah. Bulgaria, if you're out there listening, you need to yeah. bring this out. Come through. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm we're trying to go Bulgaria. out to Bulgaria. Yeah. Yeah. You know there's one person in Bulgaria with headphones on. At like, least oh, one person from Bulgaria fuck. is listening. Listen, you one person from Bulgaria, it's on you. Come on. Bring this out. Make it happen. I see you. I know you are listening. Yeah. I can see on the SoundCloud stats. You yep. are out there, Bulgaria. Yep. Make yeah. it happen. We are accessible. But yes. <laughs> please, yes. Please. <laughs> please. Let me add please, a level please. of politeness, please. <laughs> and thank you. So do you think about that? Like, I know in your work, you represent your family and like vocally, you know? You're, off, you're oftentimes writing in persona work from all these different members of your family who oftentimes are representing, you know, different interests, different beliefs, and different... I don't know, like uh, spheres of influence on mm-hmm. your life. And you're also building this community space in the Bronx where you're trying to speak to more than just the poetry community. How much are you thinking about your family and just as like archetypes of kinds of people in the Bronx that you're trying to reach in terms of Project mm-hmm. X? They are, they are like, they exist in, in all of it. Right. I'm be honest. Something that that got me this morning at at Bailey House. Right. Was like someone saying that like when I read a poem, all my ancestors like were heard in it, and I was like, Yo, Ooh, fuck. I was like, what does that even yes, mean? Something real um, good. <clears throat> and and I think about that a lot. With like my parents are always there. I mean, my family overall like exists in that space. Um, just because I've been dealing a lot recently with like in-betweenness and like what does it mean um, to identify as Afro-Latino? What does it mean to uh, explore like this place that that you're told doesn't exist, right? That like Afro-Latinidad as a thing, I'm like consistently told it's just like, now that's not real. We got like Latinos over here and black people over here. I don't know what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Trying to put you in a sunken place. Yeah. Yo. (laughs) Facts. Yo. (laughs) Yes. Um, Shout out Jordan Peele. Yo, for (laughs) real. (laughs) Um, And so I, that's why I'm so, I think I'm so obsessed with like, perspectives right and like having all of them exist at the same time uh and like speak to each other because they all exist they're all there and they're all like kind of fighting for the narrative um i think and and what i'm trying to say and what i'm trying to to share but and now i know that you were a part of urban word when when did you feel like Maybe this poetry thing could be a thing for you. When, when, like, what was the moment where you were like, yo, poems? Kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of fuck with poems. Poems are kind of tight. Yeah. Uh, That's a good question. Shout, shout out Urban Word. <laughs> but, um, for sure. They, um, they were like my, my introduction. Um, 
shout out. We, I know we've talked about this before, but like one of my most influential workshops was with John. Y'all, hey, <laughs> yeah, and also know schooler, his story. You know yeah. the same. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Everybody yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> Come Huge on down. But yeah. If you're in high school and listening to this. Every single Tuesday. Tuesday. If you're Come in high school in Bulgaria, yeah. <laughs> or not Tuesday, Wednesday. My apologies. Wednesday's, Wednesday's, nice. Wednesday's now. This spring. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off with no. a little promo. You was right there. Do it. Yo. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Urban Word was like that intro, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't think poems were gonna be a thing until my last year of college. Wow. Uh, to be honest. Um, and I think that's because I was writing that, like, most of the time negative wave of, like, competitive poetry. Mm. Um, I was writing the slam wave for a really long time before I realized there was a lot more than slam. How long is really long? Like, how long? Like, so, three, six years. Word. Six years. Time. That is a long yeah. time. Yes. Six years. Because I took, and I mean, that's one of the, again, like, I undying love for urban word for allowing me to even know what spoken word was and to do with people who are my age um but you know new york city as a place is very competitive uh (laughs) urban word fosters that that competitiveness and so i took that with me when i went to college Mm -hmm. and i was just like all right y'all we gotta make a cupsy team right now we gotta like do this shit and like this is all that matters Mm -hmm. and it took me until like my last year of college um and it took a lot of conversations, like shout out Julian. Hey, all oh, day. Yo. Chicago's own. Uh, yo, <laughs> Mississippi's own. Yo, Logan Square's <laughs> own. Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's own. own. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is fighting. Okay. <laughs> you are from this place. Yeah. I can't shout Julian out enough. My yeah. best friend in the entire world. That's um, but, you know, we had so many conversations about, like, what is poetry and what what can we do with, do with it as Afro-Latinos and mm. how can we uh, break out of, like, this, this competitiveness. And I'm, like, really happy to say that we both, like, took different directions but are broke out of it in different ways. Mm. Um, and that's really when I had. So that was, what, three years ago. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Man, but you still compete in poetry slams, and I know that because we spent the summer, uh, this summer, Noel was on the Bowery Poetry Slam team, and I was co-coaching it, and we were just talking before this podcast about the role of competition in terms of, like, the ways in which that can be so positive and so poisonous at the same time. We ended up in a room this summer, so... Probably not gonna name any names, right? But like <laughs> we we prepared all summer. This is where competitiveness, I think, gets fucked up. Mm. Is like we prepared all summer for this like special moment at the National Poetry Slam. You worked so hard on these poems, and then you're gonna like share them with the world. And then we got to the semifinals, and we're with a lot of people who I think are really quality people and quality writers. But it was one of those semifinals where most of the audience was just the teams. There wasn't, um, like, an audience, right? And it could have been a great room. Yeah. It was like, this is the culmination of the whole summer. All these teams are prepared. They're all about to share their work with the larger national community. Teams from all over the country. And literally, it was the deadest fucking room Seriously? in the world. Yeah. Teams would go up, and nobody, nobody would clap for anybody. Okay? That's so, like, weird. teams would go up because it was against... 
because they perceived it as a competitive disadvantage to to applaud the work. And so, of course, you're, like, presenting these really critical poems in a room that's dead. That's That's not... At a time that feels so... Because everybody's like, look, we got there and we got this close and we're going to get to the final stage and that's, like, we're so close we can taste it, the 2,000 person auditorium and then we'll turn on our like creative integrity <laughs> uh, and I apologize if you're listening and you were in that room but I, this is like from a very emotional <laughs> he would say it to your face I, I mean I would but I don't mean any disrespect yeah. by it I do think that like the way in which the poetry slam and other like competitive venues are set up they put you in a position where it takes a profound amount of self-awareness yeah. to not be ruled by your ego at a really critical moment mm. when you might not have been. Your ego might not have gotten you there, and that room begs you to service your ego by mm. not applauding for beautiful moments, not feeling upheld by them, feel. and seeing someone like Noel go on stage and be like, God, I hope it's bad. Damn. Just for today, I hope it's bad so that I can go. To final stage. And it's different. You've, when you've performed for a room where people don't want you to do well, yeah. and they're the whole audience, yeah. it's just like... It's very... It was heartbreaking. Cool, yeah. It was heartbreaking. How does that... How <laughs> <laughs> tell you it was heartbreaking for me, but like, how was that... This? For you, as a, did that change in any way? Your um, relationship to competition? Mm. It... Oh my god! I'm like now I'm like there and then, you know, like sitting in the audience. Um, I mean that again. Like I think so much about how important it is, even the work that we did, right? To to prepare us to go there, like the emotional work you need to do, not even the poetry work that mm-hmm. you need to do, right? The emotional work you need to do to even go to a space like NPS. Wild. Um, and and just like center yourselves as as like a group and that's i would argue that's like the only saving grace i feel sometimes for for nps is like doing that emotional work to be like yo what are we here for why are we going Mm -hmm. we're going because we're a tight-knit community and we want to bring in more people into our community right uh and we again we were talking about this before like holding both in your hand have having both the fact that like yeah i want to win and there's nothing wrong with winning Right, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but at the yeah. other hand, is like I want to meet people and build community and like make connections across the the world now, um, and and have those those like go hand in hand, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's it's very frustrating to see people kind of go on with like one hand, right, mm-hmm. um, versus kind of both. The fact that they're like, yo, I'm here to win, and I'll like clap for you when when my team has made it right when and it I'll serves clap. me yeah, yeah exactly it's so icky fam like i haven't done slam since 2012 because of that like mm. you know and there there are times where i wonder because there's something so competitive and egoistic about me that i'm really recognizing like yeah. i fucking love that shit what like you know mainly yeah. because i lost so hard at it at first and i feel like i gotta prove something to myself and people and it's just like yo you know it, it satisfies that ego so thoroughly when you win and when you're just like <clears throat> I'm not, and then you can be like faux humble and whatever and like you know you look cute oh, everybody's so great you, know, like, you were great yeah, we did it. but yeah. I won listen like, you, you look so good you in second so place so good you I look love so my great listen mm. you look almost as good as, as first place no, no. Uh, it's a mess it's a mess but I remember though like 
It was like so the, the year before. I I love this shit now, and I love you bringing this up because I at the time that I was slamming never thought. Oh yeah, I want to build community. That was not like a conscious thought in my head. The conscious thought in my head was like, I'm with my folks and we finna smash. Like that was it. <laughs> that was it, you know? And I had friends who thought better than that, like most of them. But I was thinking like this. And and I wasn't even self-aware enough to peep that I was thinking like this. But I remember we won. And we were in, like, my hometown, and the shit was mm. real cute, and I looked real cute, and whatever. <laughs> and, important. you know what I mean? Yo, fam, I looked fucking great. It was, it was excellent. Uh, I, you, was I did! I you were there! Yo, you did! Thank you! Thank you, I was in the audience. Yes! And that might have been the best part of the shit, was just, like, the whole day kicking it with my friends and finding clothes at the thrift store. That was the best part of it, actually, because it wasn't feeding that ego shit. It was feeding that community shit. I didn't know. And after it, mainly because of, like, this horrible slam coach that we had, um, who everyone, like, affiliated us with, no one would talk to us. Like, no one would look at us. Like, I walked into rooms and people went silent, like, and there were very few people that would even speak, let alone be like, yo, congratulations. And I was like, okay, there is something about this that is intrinsically tied to people and just like peopling and like being a fucking person and talking to folk and letting folks see you. And I think like a lot of the poems, you know, that I was putting out then and like, you know, I would love to hear, you know, just about like the work that you bring to these spaces because I think that's really important too. I would bring work that had like nothing to do, you know, with like my personhood or like, you know, any shit I was going through. It was like, here's a persona poem and here's a persona poem and this is going to slay persona poem. It's like, <laughs> bitch, where is you? You know? Yeah. So like, what kind of work do you bring to these spaces? And like, you know, do you ever feel pressured to bring in something because it's like, oh, this is going to be fire as opposed to like, I need to say this shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think in, in like my earlier like, again, that six years, like, obsession with Slam, for sure. I was, like, in that boat. I was just like, yo, is this fire or not? Okay. <laughs> and if it's not, then, like, we're, it's in, like, the trash bin. Boom, to the side. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, like, keep going. Yeah. Um, and and I, I'm, like, really happy to be in a space where it's just like, no, does this resonate, like, with me and, like, the goal that I have for... And again, like, just for me and, like, my community. And again, I, I think a lot about, like, what audience mm. do I want to speak to? I think a lot about that specifically in terms of bi- bilingualism, right? Mm. Using Spanish and English. is like, who do I want to hear these poems? Who do I want to <clears throat> to engage with them fully, yeah. right? Um, even, and again, I mean, this connects to Project X. Like, we had a bunch of people who were, like, switching between both. And, like, that that in and of itself is beautiful That's and kind right. of statement, right? Yeah. Um, and so for me specifically I'm like so happy to be in a place where I'm like this is really important to me and I, I'm gonna like share it rather than like yo am I gonna get like a 9.7 for this or wow, like numbers. what is what is that gonna look like mm-hmm. um and for a minute I was I was there for sure but that even that mindset is cultivated you know because yeah. they want you to keep coming back they want you to keep paying money for the slams mm. you know so the registration fee and all that shit i was <laughs> like crazy uh and i was like in that that mode for for so long mm. um but you but you reminded me the uh, 
that that cupsy. Yeah. Um, specifically in it was like Laverne. Laverne. Yeah, Laverne. What is a Laverne? Um, <laughs> <laughs> About to get real philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is I don't know. I don't know uh, either. <laughs> I think, as someone who's not from California, it's like a suburb, right? It's like a suburb. I don't even know if you could call it that. It's like, literally yeah. a town. Okay. Yeah. I had never been there before. Uh, I was fucking from California. It is a person. Yeah, sorry. No. Now I'm very confused. But. But what you reminded me of was like people ask me like, "Yo, especially since um, one of my good friends is making a uh, a Swarthmore Cupsy anthology, mm. um, which I think is like really beautiful because it's bringing all of us together, like regardless of what happened at Cupsy, right? But like mm-hmm. the fact that we were on the scene, we put this work in. Um, and one of the questions like, "What is your favorite Cupsy? What's your most meaningful Cupsy?" And my answer was that one mm. because it was our first one. We, like, made the team two months before, hmm. had no, we weren't even in it, like, for <laughs> for that, like, for winning or anything like that. But it was all pretty much our first time to California. Wow. And I remember all of us just, like, walking on the beach and being like, yo, this is really beautiful. Like, we we got to know each other and we got to be in this space and it was fucking popping. And then we're like, yo, this is the Pacific Ocean. Oh, my God. What? We are all this is a different places. ocean, man. We're on the Atlantic. This is the Pacific Ocean. This is the same voice that Soldier Boy had. <laughs> he was born six million years ago. This is also my voice. This is this what I hear. It's like, oh my god, you got mild songs. No. Oh shit! Yo. You got mild songs. This is wild. Yo. Oh my god. Yo. How did this happen? I'm gonna go crazy. Oh no, somebody help me. Oh my god. Oh no. Just in case. That's the New York essence whenever a New Yorker goes anywhere else. You're like, what What fuck is this? Things that are not a city in cement? That's popping. This is not a bodega? This is not a bodega is your novel. (laughs) This is not a bodega. If you're out there listening, go write the novel, This is not a bodega. You know, it is is a bodega. That's that's the plot plot twist. It's a a bodega. It actually is. That's why I like Kroger so much. It's a genuine It's a large large bodega. I saw a cat in there one time. If there's a cat in there, definitely a bodega. That's large bodega. Probably the Bronx. TBH. I've been living in the Bronx. That Kroger probably exists in the Bronx. The Bronx is very big. The Bronx is huge. It's very huge. It's it's true. More people wow. come through. Come through. Or not. You know, maybe keep oh, your good gentrifying point. ass in Out. another place. Unless you come, come in to check least. out Project X as a visitor. Just come visit. You can't come, come visit. Come as don't an audience member <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> yeah, don't come through. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right. Go back to wherever you are. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Shout out Jersey City. God, you that know like That's a great place to live. <laughs> <laughs> that language is so tough though because it's like get out and it's like oh fuck who do I sound like this is scary yeah. anyway wait can I, I can I just oh, say this has nothing to do with anything other than I'm a little tipsy right now <laughs> but uh 
Your boy is competing in a poetry slam again. Yes, you are. I'm going to everything. I'm going to Russ Bell's yes. poetry slam. What's the name of your team again? It's uh, Two Wishes on Henny or something. It has something to do with Henny. That's what should. <laughs> yeah, you that should go good. to Russ Bell and cheer Jose on. Yo, you when is it? You know I mean? It's uh, June 2nd, June 3rd. I could be there. You should come through. It's in Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I've never been. We were going to have a poetry guys team at some point. We were going to do that. We did not do that. Maybe next year we'll do it. We should do it us with every guest that we've ever had. Yo! That would be a squad. Listen. Woo! Russ Bell 2018. Yeah. It's, it's for the it's beauty. It's, it's over. It's over. Oh, wait, listen, we got Noel. We Yo, got fam. Mahogany Brown. We got Josh <laughs> Who's fucking with that squad? Nobody. Oh, Nobody. No, not our body. Paul Tran. <laughs> we got Patricia <laughs> Smith. Right. Patricia okay. Smith is That's in the true. building. All right, sorry. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, I have a That's question. Uh, oh, wait, Jose, did you have a question? No, that was just... I was just gonna be like, hey, uh, by the way, speaking of being competitive and not in the spirit of community, I'm also competitive. I'm about to be at Rust Belt cheering for nobody. If you see me at Rust Belt, don't expect me to clap. You know what I mean? He's I'm just gonna be clap. very quiet. He loves to clap. I'm be very quiet. You love to clap. That's true. I'll probably you clap. clap a That's true. Hey, listen, if you're at Rust Belt, please say hi. I will definitely be clapping for everybody because oh, I plan to be. More than a little tipsy, you know what I mean, throughout this event. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> John, you had a question. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious, especially with the Bronx, I've heard you in multiple poems. The, uh, you have a series of, I don't know if people know how many bars you write, but you do. Many bars. Many bars. But I feel like you do, and specifically when you're trying to correct the record. Hmm. And you have a recent poem that's about the Bronx, and it's about many things, but it is about the Bronx's relationship to hip-hop and the ways in which that birthplace gets lost. And I'm hmm. curious, it gets lost in the narrative of now. Uh, and I'm curious just to hear you speak on that, like the ways in which, I don't know, your relationship with the Bronx and with hip-hop and, and why you feel the need to like correct the record. Yeah. It's a great series of questions. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with really Noel. <laughs> Consistently. I like it. Um, word. Uh, this is so great. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel, especially like, again, I think a lot about how, like, I spent my first 13 years of life, like, I've never spent more time in my life than anywhere than the Bronx. Hmm. And so... Uh, now I'm in a reflective point where I'm trying to understand like what actually happened in, the thir- in those 13 years because it was like from like 0 to 13 right and then that time you're not really aware of everything that's that's occurring right you're talking about the 13 years what 13 years that I grew like was born oh, and raised in the Bronx right because when I turned 13 we moved uh, to Queens um, Queens and so I also yeah. got mad love for Queens I love Queens yeah. Queens My got God. the best Mexican food in New York City <laughs> and the money there you go and Queens get the money. Yeah, Queens get the no, money. No, listen, I'm not going to go there. Go on, go on. I was going to go on a tangent. We don't need to go there. Go ahead, Noah. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, in, in retrospect, right, I didn't realize for a long time how hip-hop, like, affected me and, like, how it was literally everywhere. Um, and and that it was like in school, it was outside of school, and even when my parents like 
my parents are not fans of hip hop at all, mm-hmm. but it seeped into our household, right? Everywhere. And so um, hip hop was a huge influence on me and I didn't even realize it, I think. And so a lot of the reason why, I mean, specifically to that poem uh, was, was again, setting the record straight in terms of repping hip hop as a Bronx born movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I mean, I think a lot about how what's happening with the, the Bronx, specifically the South Bronx, is like gentrification has its eyes on, on the South Bronx next, right? And, and how like Bronx organizers are visiting Brooklyn to be like, yo, what can we do to get ready? And, and I think about that in terms of like so much solidarity and, and community building, but as well as, as the Bronx, it, to me it makes sense that like the birthplace of hip hop is the, is the last place in New York that's like gentrification is coming for, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. As, as in terms of hip hop as something that grew out of immense discrimination and oppression and, and like, you know, just every, you know, overall. And so I wanted to set the record with that poem. I wanted to set set the record straight in terms of like repping the Bronx as as not a place that birthed something that moved to other places, but as something that held on to it and still holds on to it mm-hmm. uh, as a genre. And to also acknowledge again, this is something that bothers me a lot is the fact that like in terms of how we think about hip hop, hip hop is specifically only like owned by Black culture, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you look you look at the receipts, and and hip hop was created by multiple different people, specifically Puerto Ricans, hmm. um, who were who were there, like um, who were breakdancing, who were participating in graffiti, who were um, engaging in the music, and so I wanted to kind of uh, speak to that that history. That and again, I like I said before, I'm obsessed with this idea of like if you tell me this history is impossible and it's not true, bullshit. Like it is. Like there's historical documentation. Um, that exist around this. Um, I really love that sentence. If you tell me that history is impossible, like you should just write that down in general. But like, what do you mean by that exactly? Like the history of me, of Puerto Ricans having a hold in hip hop is impossible. I think about it in in a lot of different ways. So like Puerto Ricans having a hold or or even a say in or a right to claim hip hop as something they also co-produced, mm. um, and in the fact that. Again, like in the terms of like me uh, identifying as Afro Latino, yeah, is like so many people say that like nah, you're just Latino. You don't have African mm-hmm. ancestry, and yet there's so much that we ignore. Yeah, uh, on both sides. Yeah. like I mean, anti-blackness and Latinidad is crazy. Yeah, uh, and and yet the other side of it too is that like even Latinos who want to acknowledge their African ancestry are getting pushback from mm-hmm. black Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like, nah, this is ours. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm like in a point in my life where I'm just trying to, to understand the, the impossibilities hmm. um, and make them real. Uh, and be like, nah, this shit, it's real. It exists and we, uh, we need to stand our ground and like rep it as hard as we can. Um, wow. Specifically in the Bronx, because yeah. the Bronx, for me at least, was like coming back to the question, uh, was like this culmination of all these things that were like crashing together. Was like racial identity and music and culture and um, even socioeconomic class and stuff. Yeah. I think that's a good place for Damn. us to wrap. I feel like we wow. could talk to you for so long. We could. I got like eight million more questions. So many questions. Damn, most of them about X Men, TBA. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> Yo. Yo. 
couple listen, of weeks. If you have not, yeah. shout out to Logan. Nah, you go. Yes. Are you about to? Yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. if you have not watched Logan, you need to watch Logan. I uh, need to watch Logan. Lauda yeah. is Yo, my Lauda, new man. favorite superhero. Of all time, I have no she's idea fantastic, great. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Watch. <laughs> go watch Logan. Uh, Noel, will you will you kick a poem for us to yes. to send us yes, out? Yes, please. Oh man, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. thank you so oh, much for being here. So good. Woo. I love you. <laughs> Do you have? Wait, where can the yeah. people find you? Oh, yes. where? So you can find me at my website, which is uh, El Nino. So that's E L. That's N-I-N-O Quinones so my last name so El Nino Q-U-I-N-O-N-E-S dot com um, yeah you can find ev- everything is, everything's on there you have there. your videos oh. up there Noel yeah, yeah. is not going to say this but he has multiple viral YouTube videos <laughs> Noel, that's something that right. you care about right uh, also Noel when is Project X when can the people come to yeah. it true true uh, so Project X our open mics are every second Thursday of the month Beautiful. And our slams, uh, if you identify as Latinx, uh, are every fourth Thursday of the month. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So please, our next event, April 13th, open mic uh, at uh, 3rd Ave and 138th Street on the 6th train. Excellent. ID Studios, come through. ID Studios, come, through. come through with your ill poems. <laughs> and for a second, I thought you were going to say our open mics are every second. <laughs> that was like where I heard I was like, yeah, damn, that's a flat out here. Every second right now. Second. All you gotta do is listen. <laughs> if you just open up your third eye, man, you will never become one of those people with a fucking backpack and the stick in the whole Listen, situation. I carry a. I carry a backpack everywhere. Yes, I do. Do you also carry a walking stick? Yes. No, you don't. In my best, it's when I'm living true. my best life, it's true. I have a walking Damn. stick, and I'm like, "Hey, young person, right oh there." Oh my god. This there was there was a line hotel, borderline hotel. Yeah. Was, Lightweight, what, what, is, what is what is that? What is what is what are we calling Latin hotels? Are we, oh wow. Latino tips. Latino, Latino tips. That's crazy. I'm founding that genre. Right, you know what I mean? Coming, coming, oh, come and check my I'm next text book. To you. And then when you remember, it'll be called Latino 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 I like Latino Latino <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Latino 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 I don't know, would you like sprain your MCL or something like that? I was on the walking stick. Yeah, after Jose got taken away from our pickup basketball game in an ambulance. (laughs) Yes. That's why I don't play with y'all. Find the picture on on Instagram. Uh, Nate Marshall's Instagram. Yeah, fuck Nate Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) Nate Marshall, you had me very worried. Nate Marshall's Instagram. Photograph of Jose getting taken away in an ambulance. Talk, and, but talk. after that, the two weeks after that, I feel like you had a cane. I did, and it, it was, was really it was, your best self. Like it, it was mahogany bronze cane. It should let me borrow it, and I like was walking around like, "Hey, young man, come get this door for me." I'm, I'm an elder now, fam. Yeah. You better get this door Yo, for me. That ass, I'm literally quite upset I missed this moment in your life. Like, <laughs> I got good photo. It was, it was a moment. I was out here with the walking stick. We gotta it's get true. you a can again. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really feel like I'm evolving towards my best self. We need a Poetry you know God's mean? Instagram to <laughs> Yo, have like photographic yeah. evidence of the things we talk about. Listen, nah, we don't. Look That's out what it should be. The yeah. Poetry God's Instagram coming soon. You want to be our social media man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want some more work? Y'all 
Project X. You just talk about that's the whole thing over there. You want some more to add to your not self-care? I'm just trying to add more tasks to Noel's plate. Beautiful. But right now, would you like to read a young poem? Yeah, if you're at home, I want you to listen. You need to put your hands together. All the hands together. As loud as you can. If you're on the train, I want you to make eye contact with a stranger. One time. Just for a second. If you're driving on the e-way, you're listening to the podcast, I need to go whoop. One time, you know what I mean? One time for the one time. When I say spoken, you say word. Spoken, word. Spoken, word. I did not participate in this. <laughs> Listen, if you're at home listening in your bedroom by yourself, I need you to text the first person in your text. Book. Maybe not. Maybe don't. Maybe don't send that text. Text message. your ex. Text your ex for the poetry gods. <laughs> or not, please don't do that. But text right now you need to you need to you need to put your hands together <laughs> one time for Noel Quinones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I can't wow. say how much I love absurd. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> totally absurd. <laughs> Word. Alright. I'm just gonna read this one. Cool. Bet. Uh, examination of a panic attack mosaic. Mm-hmm. Jason says resilience is more or less genetic for us. I'm more or less. Mm-hmm. I settle the tie by cracking myself into seeds of a lesser body. I moor myself to the garden's bed. I shake that more into a puddle of sweat. There it is. A reflection of my God. Is that enough water for any person to get drunk on and call itself a more? And now I am lost. I am a lost parade in El Bajio with its blood balloons draining into the sky. What a trick I am. I want to bring all of this to the party. I call the Latina therapist Jason recommends. She asks if I've ever been to therapy before. I say no. She chuckles. Well, it's necessary. I laugh the way my mother laughs in front of white people. (laughs) I caress my throat, pet, until it is a begging. My Adam's apple at its first willow. My hands cocoon its worrisome indents, the places where it has forgotten to quench itself. I have 6,000 fingers. They are brown and indigenous, but never enough. They do not cover my face in public. My students say I am not a real person of color. I want this Latina therapist to tell them they are wrong. They are made of glass. They are slowly erecting a cathedral on my back. It is St. Brendan's Church where I was raised. The stained glass is a mestizo of light. How they play tricks on the eyes, call themselves many colors, but you see only one. What? I'm sorry, may I look at this? Listening at home, that's how you end the fucking poem right there. God damn. Wow. Also, 
wa- sorry, you can't see the line breaks in this shit, but the line breaks in this shit is fucking lit. If you're listening and you have a great journal, you should you should solicit. Publish this. You better be like, hey, let me holler at that poem right there. Magazines looking at you. Listen, Don Share, I know you're listening to this. New Yorker. Hey, Kevin Youngers. What's up, Kevin Young? You better get this poem right here. Facts, actual facts. Kevin Young. Listen, Kevin Young, first of all, you should come on the podcast. Second of all, you need to publish this poem. Both of those things are true. Yes. We have to get out of here before we get too much about it, before we just start. Uh, so you want to close us out with a song, Jose? Yes. We're about to play the song. Hey, yo, uh, thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to Bra- the Hummus Emporium. Bra- it's a very lit. Thank you, Noel Quinones. Make some noise. We are... We are the Poetry Gods. If you want to contact us, you yes. can email us at email... The Poetry Gods at gmail.com. That Woo! is one email. Email the Poetry Gods at gmail.com. Yeah, follow us. us on Twitter. Yeah. At the Poetry Gods. Indeed. You know what I mean? And now we are going to be making an Instagram. Apparently, we're going to make Maybe. an Instagram. Potentially. We don't like to give too much. We're very much a, like, you know, slit in the skirt type podcast. Ooh. You know what I mean? Just show a little bit of cast. Hey. Hey. Listen, I've been saying. going to the gym. The podcast <laughs> is looking very lit. Hey, yo, we out. Here we go. They don't know. 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 They